Episode 14, Vida Patricia Rodriguez. My name is Michael Delgado and I'm your host. I come to you each week from the spectacular library bar in the beautiful historic Mayfair Hotel right here in downtown LA. Today my guest is artist, curator, fashion designer, and brand guru Vida Patricia Rodriguez. The lobby seems to heat up noticeably as she crosses the floor. She wears fitted white jeans over a colorfully striped bodysuit. Her long black hair is tightly braided. She's built like a yoga instructor. Tone, svelte, olive skin that radiates health. And I briefly consider not ordering another drink. But it's time to meet. You know Geiger's bookstore across the street? I think I may have passed it. You know Geiger by sight? Geiger's in his early 40s, medium height, fattish. Soft all over, Charlie Chan mustache, well-dressed, wears a black hat, affects the knowledge of antiques and hasn't any. And, oh, yes, I think his left eye is glass. Hello. 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 My guest today is Vita Patricia Rodriguez. Vita has been fashion design director for a range of houses, including Barney's and American Apparel, as well as her own line, Hippie Chick Couture. More recently, Vita has become immersed in the contemporary art world as a curator and artist advocate for street artists. Her recent show here at the Mayfair included a who's who of street art, and she is here today to talk about what led her from fashion into her current work. Please welcome Vita Patricia Rodriguez. So, welcome Vita. Thank you, Michael, for having me. (laughs) It's my pleasure. (laughs) Uh, We're we're giggling because we just left uh, Frida, who is the creative director of Sovo magazine. Um, And there'll be links on A.G. Geiger about it. But it was was super fun. She's a super smart person. And we were starting to talk about street art, which I wanted to ask you about. But um, the reason you're here is because uh, you are something of a polymath, right? You've, you have a fashion background, you curate, you have a social practice uh, as an, art, an artist or curator that I want to ask you about. So I wanted to ask you about like most recent projects and then we can talk about like how you arrive here or there at, at, at that point. I so, can drop... Yeah. From the mothership. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She's an alien. She's an alien. Well, yes, Frida was amazing. I really enjoyed um, speaking with her. Uh, and I look forward to meeting her again soon. Sobo Magazine is a great platform um, you just introduced me to. And very um, also much looking forward to seeing how they grow and what uh, we may do in the future together um, and yes I do have a background in many areas of uh, the arts luckily I um, worked in television for quite some time as a host for Fox Sports uh, for Univision Telemundo um, something that I really enjoyed um, all-encompassing the arts of course and further uh, went into fashion, um, wanted to really pursue my love and need for um, being a humanitarian, giving back 
and um, fashion was a vehicle that I found um, accessible to be able to give back to the people, infuse this love that I felt so um, intensely as I traveled the world and I wanted to give back and you know raise funds and build community enrichment centers um, that would really um, heighten our presence in the world because I believe that not only believe but I really feel that we have uh, lost a connection to one another and that was my my vehicle fashion and from that world, amazing world that I love so much still, I was um, introduced to um, brand development and the arts, um, visual arts, quite a lot in um, being asked to consult brands, uh, artist brands and such, and um, from there it took so off. So who was that? So not curating, you were actually looking at artists and repping them to brands for? I began to brand develop and consult um, artists in their brand um, persona. I um, started to Two. work with uh, Maxim Havlicek was my first my first victim. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a Czech um, artist, musician that came from um, um, from Prague and um, found himself um, really developing his artistry and going in a direction that was very much uh, that of like Basquiat and such. I had began to um, wanting to create these um, artistic events where I brought in artists that really had a political and social significance in our culture, in our world, um, that really were compelling to the people that were really telling a story and um, and cared, you know, for the humankind. How did you match him up from and with whom? I put out an artist call um, within um, my community in Los Angeles um, and I got, my goodness, just a slew of artists uh, reaching out to me to collaborate in um, these artist um, pop-up um, exhibitions that I was intending <clears throat> on launching in Long Beach primarily. <clears throat> and um, I also met with Tim Gradkowski, a collage artist who was uh, Frank Geary's assistant for quite some time, and also Roland Berry, who is a contemporary street artist that um, has just impeccable depth of the world um, and whom I still collaborate with. I just sold a painting of his, I'm cool. very proud. Well, congratulations. Uh -huh. So, okay, so I'm a little confused. So when you say you're on, on the branding, are you matching brands like uh, Nike or whatever with artists to work on projects or art? Or now I do. Now I do. As I am collaborating in, in um, what I do with the artist, the artist might have, let's say last week I got a call from a photographer that is interested in getting his um, brand ideation on, on, on track. There, he wants to plan out his career path for the next five years. Mm -hmm. And he has goals set that he has in mind. And so... Um, then we map out, you know, time action calendar. We set our timelines, yeah. and from in that we have, you know, the Hammer Museum is an option that wants to have him showcase, and so we make the introductions and 
Okay. So you're okay. So you're not like doing crossover work, or are you with um, particular artists that you know or found from your curatorial practice? And then because of your fashion and television background, you know branding people or agencies, I'm assuming? Yes. That you match them up so that if they're going to do a pop-up or something and they want to find an artist or no? or are you Yes, like I work with Netflix. They, cons- they contacted me and said we need an artist for this project, this movie that we're launching. The bigger projects you're involved in all involve some kind of social social practice, right? There's some of course. Kind of, so. The pro- platform that I created is Not For Sale, which hosts a world-renowned artist. And in that, the purpose with this platform is to fund the development of community enrichment projects for the community. Um, and that entails um, urban museums, um, urban art park, urban skate parks and it with real contact within the uh, urban spaces and activated with people that will host and you know answer questions have you know activation with mm-hmm. the people that attend um, so that is the whole purpose of the project that I host. Is this the Austin project or no? Yes okay. that's one of the projects that I recently have uh, become involved and partnered with um, Hope Outdoor Gallery in Austin, Texas, which is the largest um, outdoor park in the country Mm. that will be opening up uh, the end of August. And the artist integration in that is what? The um, artist integration in that park, it's it's an outdoor gallery, so there's walls, open space walls, which I will curate, uh, will host various artists. Uh, one of the artists that is partnered up m- with my projects is Shepard Ferry right. and he's a great supporter so he will be one of the main artists uh, being showcased. Um, my last event that I hosted and curated for um, in support of the opening of Hope Outdoor Gallery was uh, Hops for Hope in in Austin, and my lineup of artists was impeccable. I am very proud to say. <laughs> um, it was, was Shepard Ferry, Benine, Risk, Faith 47, Black Lorette, which is the godfather of stencil, mm-hmm. um, whom Banksy yeah, highly yeah, speaks yeah. of. And the French guy, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the French guy. Right? Isn't he right? He's yeah. remarkable, yes. Yeah. He is a French artist. That, um, as we said, he originated stencil. Yeah, work yeah. I like his work. Yeah, the little, always has a little rat. Yes, it. that's the that's the signature piece that um, Banksy yeah. has uh, appropriated and mm-hmm. honors right. Black for it. Very cool. Well, and so okay, so what's fascinating to me is the transition from fashion to that to that. Uh, association with the who's who of street artists so explain or tell me please (laughs) (laughs) how from a fashion designer really right yes um, and tell you a little bit about that but then where is the bridge like where where all of a sudden how did it become I've always had well I'm an artist I'm an artist myself right so it's you know I I started in with that as a you know as a young child um, and 
as I said, I've been very fortunate to be able to practice all different facets of artistry successfully, thank God. And um, uh, that's always been my nature, you know, to be a visual artist. And um, fashion is, you know, innately something I did without even breathing, you know, without, I'm sorry, without knowing, you know, I did it. It's like breathing. You don't think about it. You just do it. Um, so I've been, you know, creating my fashion style since I can remember. Right, boldly. and you have a line even. You yes, I have a clothing line that uh, had done extremely well. I've also been privately labeling. And that's the name of that. So we can plug it. What is <laughs> my clothing brand, uh, Hippie Chick Couture is my clothing brand. And I've been private labeling for 10 years. I've designed for Forever 21 for seven years and mm -hmm. all mass merchant uh, brands. And I was director of mass merchant division for American Apparel for a couple of years. Okay, so okay, so I, you, you're a talented artist and you're doing fashion and then uh, all of a sudden you're curating the top ten <laughs> street artists. I, I'm still missing the bridge. Well, I've, it's always, it's like I said, it's always been within me to be... A visual artist and when actually it was a very pivotal point to me when five points in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. went down mm. it was literally I wept mm. and it was so alarming to me to f look at myself and think what is wrong with you like why are you so <laughs> moved yeah. like why, why is it so deep in your core mm -hmm. I was so touched and I, I, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. I really, I'm one of those that, you know, really connects to the universe and has to try to decipher, okay, what is my connection? What is this? Why is my body doing this? And I um, did a lot of research on Five Points and Maris One and what it signified for this um, community that existed for so long and was really creating such a beautiful movement to give back to the people right. and to artists and so there's the connection for me in that since the beginning of you know my rational mind was to create this you know uh, community enrichment spaces that really honed in our our innate uh, ability to be creators we are both i mean all are born creating innately we are all artists wanting to tell our story share our surroundings tell her about who we are where we come from and you know what is happening and so there was the connection um, for me that bridged myself as an artist you know into this world of street art that is so wild and un untamed and and just beautiful that is telling a story about our our livelihood it's you know a voice of the people mm -hmm. and I've made it part of my life um, because it moved me it took me and it's been leading me and I am able to bring together these magical beings that have such a powerful voice in the world and are telling a story of our people and being able to create um, and support this movement of creating enrichment centers for the people. Hmm. Okay, still, question is, 
<laughs> I get the motivation now. Thank you. That was very articulate and well spoken. But uh, so okay, so you're you're moved from the the, uh, the five points thing. And by the way, uh, did you see the Lee Quinones show at Charlie James? No. Oh, it's it's in it's. Uh, I don't think it's still up. Uh, regardless, anyway, Lee Quinones, uh, you know, one of the big. Uh, Godfathers really of, of street art um, had a show uh, recently around the corner from the bookstore in Chinatown. Anyway, um, so uh, and he's a Brooklyn boy. So you're moved uh, by this, and then now, how did you start curating these sort of socially practiced pieces, or even like the show that where I met you mm-hmm. here in the hotel? Um, the show you you put together for the regime seems to be regime, regime. too. Sorry, yes. yeah. Um, Phenomenal lineup, I must say. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> it was it was an impressive lineup. And so yeah, so I mean, I, I'm still curious. Like, okay, so you're you're moved, and then like, how did you start saying, hey, we'll just start getting you guys in your shows? I, as I said, uh, we share you know our stories and inevitably you know there's a connection um as i say i handpicked them so i know more or less what they're doing in the world already and um once so how did you go about that part so like uh okay so you've uh, you know i mean i i see a fair amount of street art myself but i i can't know who's who and like you just got into deciding and following and I did my research into who is really making an impact, who is telling real stories that are really connecting to the people, who's really made that, that signature in the world, um, who's made the impact. And I aimed high. I, my first person was Banksy. That's who I wanted to work with. Right. And so I reached out to the executives. Who's that? I am not telling. Um, and so I was very fortunate to have a response immediately after I did my research and I reached out to the right people. Uh-huh. Apparently so. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, it's a real uh, movement. It's, it's significant enough to... Um, well, get the attention think, of the I right people. I think it's even beyond a movement now. I, I feel it's kind of, because it is so, I, I think, recognized now in the halls of the Art with a capital A. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for recognizing. That, well, I, I don't know that it's good or bad, but I, I think that um, the, the work has gotten almost Baroque, or even maybe even Mannerist. It gets to a point where it's, it's referencing other work, as you mentioned, the, the uh, Banksy and, the, and my French rat guy, because mm-hmm. I can't remember. Or Black. Thank Black you. Lorette. Yes, the hallmark of something Baroque is that it, it is referencing other pieces and then, you know, uh, folding them in again and right. making something more exaggerated even. And so I think that uh, street art is Baroque at the moment. I, I would have to agree with you. I, I know that for me and the artists whom I work with, um, I work with artists that really to me are compelling, are really are 
um, innovators. They are, they are revolutionary in their genre and really, really um, have used um, an art direction from another artist, for a, a lack of a better phrase. Um, and I've been able to uh, sculpt you know their their true selves mm -hmm. and and recreate you know their their real essence onto the canvas and it's beautiful to be able to sometimes work with an artist that you know being an artist is is, is a very delicate thing um, being able to take from your soul and expose it to the world open for judgment and critique and you know is a lot Unless you're anonymous. I mean, it, you know, if you're going to tag a building and, you know, and it's great and, uh, you know, whatever you do, we'll, we'll, yes, you put yourself out there, but you have it because nobody knows who you are. Right. There's some artists that are, they, they are anonymous and as artists that well, I well, happen I mean, to even work even, with. I mean, even if they tag it like, you know, uh, black or whatever, you, I mean, you know who the dude is, but, you know, but it's still anonymous right it's yeah but it's still like, but you're still putting yourself out there as anonymous it might be it takes such courage it takes really you know such m movement to be compelled to go out there and and do such a bold action you know exposing yourself to the world and you know jeopardizing your livelihood it hmm. it's it takes a lot not anybody's able and willing to do it yeah, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. I mean, I think anybody with a spray can and an attitude can get out there. I mean, I, I don't think it takes that much. I'm, Depending on what your what your what your intent is, as as real artists, really telling a story, really putting themselves out there to make a statement for the people, it takes yeah. a lot. Yeah, other than just putting, you know. Yeah, there's many, saying this many out there that tagging. are just trying to get attention, and you know, pretend to be something they're really not, and um, you know, to each their own. Hmm. I really don't like to delve in in, right. in that direction. I can hmm. only focus with you know, my movement and who I collaborate with and who I honor and respect what they're doing okay so here's a roundabout uh, way to get into uh, Farida's question that we had before we got on air which was that you know the other hallmark of the Baroque was is that it's uh, it is patronage and um, even though the artists would make fun of the patrons uh, in veiled ways um, inside the canvases and such. And so, uh, Frida asked you, she said, well, like, how do you feel about street art in galleries? And I, you know, I'm going at it from my Baroque analogy, but it's still a question. I see what you're, you're highlighting in that there is basically, you know, appropriation of artistry, you know, regurgitated throughout the art world over and over again more so than ever now um, but as far as street art being presented in galleries yes why not a gallery is a platform to showcase art of significance I don't think it's it's not like why not it's 
Does it belong yeah. there? Right. I mean, who's to say it doesn't? It's a space. It's a space. It's called a gallery. What's a gallery? It's a it's an open space to present, showcase, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, but it's controlled by, or it, you know, it, it, it posits an incom- a completely different sociopolitical platform. Well, galleries have a stigma, as we know. Or the other way around, but yes. And in, I can only give a statement for you know myself as the way that I handle my collaboration with artists. I support the artist a thousand percent. I'm for the artist, and I, I understand what it takes to create the works. Yeah. I understand what it stands for, what it signifies. And as I said, I work with I'm artists. Not, I'm not saying that it's not art. I'm saying that if they are so about the people and being, you know, like Saving Banksy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, don't sell it. It's not. Not for sale. Right, not for sale. Thank you very much. No pun intended. It's your thing, right? It's my platform. It's your platform. So that's, you know, clearly, I don't know if you're conflicted about it, but I mean, if your platform is not for sale, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and and who's to deny, you know, a talented artist that, you know, Who's to deny them the commerce that can come from it? I support it. As I said, I present these artists and it's available. My my perspective on the not for sale statement is that it's not galleries' rights to appropriate the works mm-hmm. from the streets, not give credit where credit is due. Right. That's, that's insanely... Absurdly Wait, wrong. Wait, you saying that again? I'm not sure what. For the artworks to be appropriated by galleries and presented in galleries, and no credit given to the oh, artist. Yeah, well, what? Who does? And that, that it's I been mean, happening. What do you mean? Who does that? Do you know how many pieces for Banksy's pieces have been appropriated oh, right. and uh, sold without giving Banksy any credit? No monies. Oh, no money, but they credit him. That's where I was confused. Sorry. They highlight him. They say it's his. Yes. But who knows? But it's not, uh, you know, it's not authenticized by Banksy. I mean, there's so many bylaws, obviously, that occur in those transactions from removal of the streets into. A gallery setting mm-hmm. and that I think it's, it's so absurd that we give such a stigma to a gallery a gallery you know is an open space to showcase things of importance of significance and it's the business behind the gallery that sometimes is not ethical that is not collaborating properly for the artist nor for the people. Yeah, well, galleries get a better app, but um, you know. But at the same time, I mean, they work their ass off to present. Work. Exactly, exactly. So there's and there's got to be a balance. I mean, I'm an idealist, and I believe in you know a collaboration and an understanding. And the artist is rather significant to the projects that are being presented, the works mm-hmm. that are being presented mm-hmm. for the people. There's credit where credit needs to be 
you know, right. given. And as a business, you know, there's got to be a balance, a fairness. Well, sure. You want to be fair. All right. Well, can we let's talk let's switching gears. Let's talk about uh, fashion and its relation to art. Here, here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's funny, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about you, and the, uh, of how like pop art kind of became sort of the first, uh, where the fashion got kind of integrated into it, right? Very like, much so, with, it's like, art in motion. Yeah, or like I was thinking about Warhol's uh, super, super dresses with the, you know, the soup cans. On them, made out of paper. Do you know those? Yes, of course. That's yeah. Moschino. No, no, no. This is in. This is way, 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 way. Oh, I thought you were talking about the new, the current pop art oh, collections that have been. Shit. No, I had no idea. No, this is. I'm talking like old school. Well, no, this Jeremy Scott <laughs> has been the icon in fashion to Bring revamp up. all of Did the he do pop the, the culture. Lichtenstein dresses? That was in 2001. He Lichtenstein, is, I think it was somebody called Iceberg. I don't know who that is. He's done everything. He's Barbie, Warhol, oh, well, you name him. it. But back in the day. Back in the day. Back <laughs> in the, well before you and I. But the, the, um, so Warhol you know, was making paper dresses. Yes. So he would still screen these yes. cans. And then they would be paper. And there was a whole paper movement. Yes. And then, uh, and so, and then, of course, he became, you know, right. And so, I'm seeing sort of a through line between the fashion, the pop, the street populist well, it thing. It all that goes you've together. About. It's yeah, all very saying. inferential. I mean, it all ties in. Yeah. You go to, you know, a fashion show, and artists are inspired by fashion, and then you see the interrelationship on canvas. It's been always part of it you know, to interlace one with the other, and more so now than ever, um, art has become, canvas art has become so popularized and part of fashion. Um, I myself just got uh, pursued by two handbag companies to design and... Yeah, know. well, speaking of handbags, Coons just did his uh, H&M handbag line and yeah then, so much cross and then, well and then risk of course had third rail right mm -hmm. i bought third rail merchandise back in the nice. day nice uh, i had a mail i had a uh, courier bag which fell apart it's terribly sorry risk dude <laughs> don't it, say it, those it, it things so bad unnecessary details no it <laughs> fell apart like within a week it was so cool looking, well it was not it his fault i'm sure it was well, manufacturer default he <laughs> happened to collaborate whatever. and present and it share was his super artwork. cool courier bag that i used for my computer you know, it's a computer bag, whatever, but yeah, it did fell apart. But <laughs> but anyway, the point being is that, that yeah, there's a lot of cross marketing and brand expansion with artists in fashion. Yes. And it's all yes, it's part so. of the fun game. Yeah, it's very inspirational. It makes it that much more fun. I, yeah, and because it's outside again, the art with a capital A, which <laughs> I refer to. But, and then, you know, there's a sort of a dance between that. Like, it's, it's good for them to be, you know, it's, it's the, they're the black hats, so to speak, you know. Right? Well, there's such a, I mean, there's a division, right, between different categories of artworks. 
Um, but I think arts become so much more accessible to the people that artists are realizing, you know, the monetary value and they have, you know, opened up the, their minds and their brands to capitalizing on, on such avenues is fashion, merch. Yeah, yeah well, I so went last night to lucrative. the, uh, I was at the Subliminal Projects. Yes. Uh, Chef Ferry's um, space on Sunset here. And, and there was a line. Of course, a there's a massive the, line. There's the little boutique mart <laughs> merch. But it was, yeah, well, they were. There was also a reading and stuff. He wasn't there, but it was, uh, and I can't remember exactly. And uh, one of my friends was in the show, but uh, you know, I, it was just like uh, commercialism yeah. at its finest. <laughs> well, I, I actually no, that didn't really bother me. I no, I wasn't thinking about that. I, I was thinking that it was great, one, that there was a, a line for this kind of work. Um, but, uh, it, it, I don't know, it just struck me as, like, um, kind of a fashion thing, like an of-the-moment piece, right? Or not a piece, but of-the-moment, like, oh, there's... The entire you know, presentation, or are you talking about the canvas works? No, 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 not the, the works, just the whole situation. Like, oh, the scene. The scene yeah, was very fashion. Yeah, the scene was scene. Like, okay. Uh, why is everyone here? What are they really here for? That's what I was thinking. Like, what are they really here for? So. So, are you doing any? Well, you still have your clothing line, right? Or, yes, okay. I do. Actually, I've been asked to relaunch it. Um, my 2000 collection, but I did hip? hemp, hippie chic couture. Uh, I've been asked to is relaunch there a it. Couture, we're promo, you know, we're plugging things. So oh, um, actually, no, I'm re, we, we, every all my sites are being redone. Ah. but yeah, it was Hippie Couture was the standard, and yeah, you can you can Google and find some fashions. Uh, I've been photographed Myra Testino. Uh, my fashion's gone to Vogue Brazil. Um, I've done Guess, uh, Dickies. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate to. Yeah. to dabble in fashion quite well. Couture is my natural um, standard. Yeah, you're going to. And uh, denim. And well, you're dressed impeccably. Sorry, I can't. Aww, Sorry it's radio. You. you can't see her. <laughs> All right, so um, what's next for you? Um, or what are you, yeah, we talked a little bit about what you're doing now, but what are you next? Talk um, next my next. focus is um, I'm continuing to grow not-for-sale platform in the development of these community enrichment centers, the street art parks. I've been offered land in various places, so I'm really excited to see what that where that's taking off. And, and that is that part of, like, and talk a little bit about that piece of it. The, the development of the parks is... Uh, it's part of some community development from yes. the developers. Like I have been offered land space to present my and expand my project, which is the urban art park. And you're hooking up with funds that are redeveloping in opportunity zones, or yes, opportunity zones. It, um, I'm being sought after by city community. Okay. Um, yes, community support, um, so state support. And also private developers and artists ah. that know that I'm doing this, like Risk himself knows mm -hmm. that I'm doing this, so he um, reached out and referenced 
there's a developer that's interested in my concept. So everyone's hearing about it. I was in Austin and there was also a developer and um, landowner, 60 acres of okay, land. And so it's <laughs> so the developers see the, the incorporation of art as not like it used to be where they would put a thing and they would have 1% had to go to art which not to bash that here in LA, but it would end up with like, a, you know, an ornament on the corner of the development, um, not to diss the sculptors that put that together, <laughs> but, uh, but now they're- Not to diss anyone. <laughs> go, but. <laughs> no, but. nowadays it's actually becomes more of the centerpiece of these developments. Art um, projects now, really have taken in the lead and you know being presented as uh, a highlight and the centerpiece of these developments so it's to my benefit that sure. uh, my yeah, projects yeah. and my concept is being well received okay and so I'm sorry you're working on the 60 acre piece well I have Fingers been invited crossed, I have live. been invited to present my concept but also here in the city of LA I've been invited to present my concept for a very large development that's happening for the city of LA wow yes very cool we, and we can't talk about it no I know it's, it's for Los Angeles no yeah I, I cannot <laughs> but it's a great thing it's going to not divulge <laughs> I will be well liked. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. well, very cool. Well, I'm, I'm good. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I'm I'm excited. I mean, follow my brand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. F like, okay, so all the shout outs. Whatever. Fit branding. Find your tribe is the development and uh, brand development company that uh, creates all these magical concepts for community and uh, betterment of humankind. And that can be found at? Uh, FITbranding.com uh, and um, Instagram, FITbranding. And anything else? You want not, for oh, not for sale. Not yeah. for sale. NFS Global, not for sale is going global. So I've been um, invited quite cool. <laughs> a um, lot of places. And um, we have a TV show in development, um, Art is Life, where I'm hosting and going global and oh recreating um, pop-up Netflix. Oh, wow. Yes, excited. Lots of well, lots of projects in the works. Well, that's fabulous. Yes, it all goes together. I'm really happy to be doing what I'm doing. I love it. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on and, and spending time with, with the photo shoot and everything else. Everything will be on aggeiger.com. And uh, I think we're out, yeah. See you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to A.G. Geiger Presents, Tales from the L.A. Art Underworld. A.G. Geiger Presents is produced by me, Michael Delgado, in conjunction with the Mayfair Hotel, artist and music management company Regime 72, and A.G. Geiger Fine Art Books. Check us out, MayfairLA.com, Regime72.com, and of course, AGGeiger.com. Thanks for listening.